Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Today, we get to chat with Jeremy London. He's an actor. You may know him from his regular roles on Party of Five, maybe Seventh Heaven. Or I'll Fly Away, a starring role in the 1995 comedy film Mall Rats, or his notable supporting role in the Civil War epic Gods and Generals. But did you know he lives in Mississippi and he's up to some pretty cool things here? So welcome, Jeremy. Hello, how are you? I am doing well, loving this weather. We had to re-coordinate your uh, interview here on Good Things, our conversation, because of the snow and the ice. And now look at our day, Jeremy. It is so pleasant. What a... It's so uh, bipolar. It's so bizarre. <laughs> you know, we got. It's our. I, did did winter even happen? For like <laughs> a split like, second, yeah. I think it kissed us and then left. Well, just hang tight because this is our false spring, what we call it here in Mississippi, and the winter will clap yeah. back in a couple of weeks. I keep and hearing this, <laughs> I, my lady keeps who's a native Mississippian has. Uh, has has warned me not to get too comfortable yet. No, and then the summer will be here. But that leads me to Jeremy. How did you find your way to Mississippi to call us home? Well, I was living in New Orleans, and I met a wonderful gentleman down on the coast uh, named Scott Hoverman, uh, who has a comic book shop called Three Alarm Comics uh, in Ocean Springs, and he invited me to come sign autographs and stuff like that in his uh at his uh shop and uh i fell in love with ocean springs it was true it's truly just a magical little place and i you know uh so beautiful and everywhere that i've traveled in mississippi i've always uh been uh so impressed with how beautiful it is and how kind the people are and all of that and uh so it was kind of a no-brainer i just felt like you know like I wanted to get out of Los Angeles. I'd already been living in New Orleans for a year, but we were about to have a baby, and, and it just didn't feel like the place that we really, truly wanted to have a, a baby uh, there uh, where we were living. And uh, so it all just, you know, the universe brought us here. Well, that's cool. And it also brought your love of film to the South Mississippi. I saw where congratulations yeah, are in due for your, your sci-fi film, Interfere. So tell us about that. What? How did you sort of get this project off the ground and then utilize the backdrop of South Mississippi to, to well, shoot I, your film? 
Sorry, my friend Tim Wall. Okay. He's the one that put it together, and he had done a, a short film of Interfere before. Um, and so I got involved and got a lot of my students, a lot of the actors in the movie are my students. Um, and I, had, I started an acting school called London Arts Acting School uh, down on the coast. And we uh, have done a couple of movies, several movies. I've brought several movies here. We had, did Mississippi River Sharks, and, and we even did a movie that I uh, wrote and directed uh, called Monsters Anonymous, which is a short film with that my students are in, uh, and we just won Best Comedy Short at the Cannes Film Festival. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you, too, for thank like you, think, if we're picking Mississippi. I mean, it feels like our film industry is really booming. We've always had, you know, good films to come here, but it feels like it's just kind of snowballing right now, and it's really sort of uh, gearing up. W- from your perspective, being in the industry, maybe on the other side, not being a born and raised Mississippian, why do you think that Mississippi's having its moment when it comes to seeing more films and projects rush here to be well, um, Mississippi's not only a, a beautiful place to shoot but there's tax incentives that make sense for filmmakers to come here that i, I implore anybody uh, uh looking to make a movie to to, to check into because uh, the tax incentives are incredible here um but also you know the people here are genuinely excited to be making movies and they love to uh help out you get a lot of volunteers and stuff like that it's just you get all these things that in california you would you would have to pay for oh and people volunteer uh, here, so you get more bang for your buck. The people are nicer, and I haven't slowed down. I I've shot, so I've I've worked consistently since I've been in Mississippi. Um, I did a movie uh, last year that uh, just came out on Amazon that I've gotten the most critical acclaim of my life. Uh, a movie called Open uh, that I please I implore everybody to please go check out um, on, on Amazon uh, that we shot here in Mississippi. Um, and uh, I have several. I've got one called uh, uh, Boneface coming out that we sh- shot uh, uh, down in Wiggins. And so uh, I, I just love it here. I think the film market uh, needs everybody needs to understand what they, what we have here. You know, all of the infrastructure. There's talent. There's people that know what they're doing. Um, the locations are incredible and very diverse. So, you're giving the talent the opportunity fan. to to get a little uh, coaching as well. So tell us about your school for actors. Is this for young um, actors who may be interested in furthering their career or their craft, or is it for all ages? I, I've taught anywhere from four years old to ninety four years old. <laughs> so you're telling me there's still I, I, time, Jeremy? There's still time. <laughs> there's still time. I used to go to. Um, I, I I used to. Uh, I've got my alarm going off or something here. Sorry. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I used to go to different states. I was in five states, and I would have to travel. Uh, and it was hard on me, and, 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 and not difficult. It was very it was difficult, but then COVID hit, and all of a sudden I was introduced to the world of online, you know, like Zoom calling and stuff like that. And so it actually opened the world up to me. And so now I can teach people from anywhere in the world online and the classes are extremely personal extremely effective and it was was kind of a blessing in disguise if that if something if someone is interested in that jeremy i feel like we've got a lot of parents who listen to good things they get real nervous about their kids wanting to be in the um in the movie industry or the film industry i i i I, uh, i i just i i discourage it i think that (laughs) i love your honesty I think it's a terrible thing for children to to be uh, subjected to. Honestly, 
uh, kids need to be kids. It's putting them in the workforce. Uh, uh, you know, it's. I, I just don't think that it's healthy. Would you people, support people them doing their community the theater? Would you support of them? Of course. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's different. It's completely different. I think people that are going, kids especially, are going for movies and stuff like that. They want to be famous. They don't understand what comes with that. They also don't understand the heartbreak and the uh, and the effort to get there and the fact that 99.999% of the time you're going to be told no and you're going to fail. And that is damaging. Kids should not have to be subjected to that. <laughs> I agree. And I think it's cool, though, to hear that and that you can encourage families, hey, if you've got a, a child who shows interest in being on stage, put them on stage. Put them in your community theater. Let them sort of, you know, get the skills and also, you know, have the experience but still protect what you can't get back, which is your childhood. And then when you get older, if that's what you need to do, then that's what you need to do and go for it. Absolutely. My sons have, you know, my uh, my sons have expressed uh, interest in being in movies. My youngest son is nine. He's been in a couple of movies, two movies with me. He just had a great little part in a movie with me. Uh, but it's not something he pursues all the time. It's like if I have an opportunity and I can throw him in a movie, then he'll come, he'll be, do it, and then he'll go home and be a kid again. He's not always just auditioning and taking headshots and pretending to be something, you know what I mean? Something that, like, he, he does... 99% of the time, that's parents wanting their kids to be famous. The kids don't, they just want to be kids, you know. I, a, I don't want my children to have to deal with what fame does to people. And B, I don't want them to have to deal with all of the negativity that comes along with it, the rejection and all that, uh, before their brains are really wired to be able to handle that. I couldn't agree more, Jeremy, as a mom of two young girls. I'm one with those. I think I would pull back, pull back, pull back. And then if you if they really want it, they'll figure it out when the time is right. Or, you know, like you said, the universe will find a way. How cool, though, that the universe found a way for your son to come and grow up here in Mississippi. That's probably a much better childhood than one in California or wherever else you probably were at. My sons, sons one lives in Florida, the other one lives in California, but they spend a lot of time here with me. So they... This is like their second home away from home, and they love it. And but they're not, you know. My my son, my my oldest son, he's about to turn seventeen. Lyric, uh, he's in Palm Springs, but he's not in Los Angeles. Gotcha. He's already expressing, you know, that as he gets older and he graduates, he's about to be a senior. He wants to stay that he and his friends want him to move to Los Angeles. And my answer, my first thing to him was like, "You're going to regret that, man. You have no idea what that entails." Well, you know, Dad, sometimes they need to go out and then come back, and so you can say, I I told you so. I I would never quit his wing. No, absolutely not. But there's always room for him to come home, and there's always room for more conversations. So, Jeremy, we're up against a hard break, and we will chat more coming up next. Yes. suffer from upbeat 
positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. things don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm you can also stream us from that supertalk mississippi app and of course your local supertalk mississippi radio station as well as over at supertalk tv where you can find us on your computer or your mobile device we're continuing our conversation with actor director and entrepreneur jeremy london he has found his home here in mississippi and up to some good things jeremy i gotta know about this pepper jelly though because i have to admit when i was going through and trying to do my homework figuring out what what are we up to right now and I saw this London's Most Wanted Pepper Jelly. I was like, well, I didn't see this coming, but that's okay. That's probably uh, why it works well. So how did this come? You didn't see it coming. (laughs) Well, how did you? the last thing I ever thought I'd be doing. So how did that happen? Well, whenever COVID hit, uh, we were, my lady was stuck at home with me all day, and we weren't going to be stuck inside. So we started turning our backyard into a garden, and it just blossomed and bloomed and turned into a food forest. And we had way too much food, way too many peppers. We didn't know what to do with the peppers especially. The rest of it we were able to, you know, give to friends and and cook with and use. But the peppers I didn't know what to do with, and so I did a bunch of research, and I found out there's somebody something called pepper jelly that people make here in Mississippi apparently. And so I checked it out. I made some, and it was some of the best-tasting stuff I'd ever made in my entire life. I messed around for about a month and created my own recipe, and we started selling it, uh, and it has uh, it has been quite the hit. It is called London's Most Wanted. We've got Cowboy and Outlaw. Our Cowboy is sweet; it's just our sweet peppers with no heat, uh, and the and the Outlaw is has heat, uh, but it's tolerable. Now we have special edition Outlaw that will blow your socks off, though. It is super, super, super hot, but it is all so good that it's hard to stop eating once you start. It's, it's quite incredible. Are you still uh, growing the peppers in your backyard, or have you moved we on are, to maybe a bigger? whenever the weather allows us to. You know, the, the weather has been so cruel to anybody with a garden the last couple of years that it's been very difficult. Yes. Luckily, we've been able to, you know, we were able to uh, stock up and freeze uh, tons of them. And, uh, you know, we also we reach out to local farmers that have better systems than we do and that kind of stuff. So we try to... Uh, any, anything that we make, we, we use locally grown peppers regardless. And uh, um, it's all a Mississippi product. We put some of our garden into every single jar. I, I, I make it, I jar it, I label it, and we ship it all of our, all ourselves. And uh, it's, it's, it's been, it's, people, people really love it. <laughs> Please people tell really me, what it. was the first time that you had a softened um, th- block of cream cheese and then you poured it over it, and then you used either a wheat thin or some form of cracker to to try it. Was yeah, it was. I literally <laughs> looked at my lady and I let Leslie and I said, "We're making pepper jelly." <laughs> she said, "You're out." She said, "You're out of your mind." I said, "No, I'm not." I said, "This is gold. Yes, this is the best tasting stuff I've ever tried." The combination, I the idea of peppers and sweet to me made no sense. At all in my brain, I had already concocted it was going to be disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not. And, uh, we I, love it. Oh, it's so delicious! And you know what's the best? 
thing is, is right there in Drew, where we're going to be doing the this wonderful Mardi Gras parade uh, that I'm I'm so honored to be uh, be a part of. Uh, I had a oh, grandma in her eight, late eighties or nineties uh, tell me chart. She tried it. She said of all in her whole life, it, she's you know grew, grown up here in Mississippi. She said it's the best pepper jelly she's ever had. And that was all I needed. <laughs> that is quite the compliment so there, Jeremy. On, on Et, on, you can find us on Etsy at London's Most Wanted, by the way. All right. We'll make sure that we get and, that link and out, on too. Facebook, Facebook as well. But most Etsy is the best place to find us. All right. So we're going to be able to find you coming up February the 10th, being the Grand Marshal for the Stafford's Lawnmower Mardi Gras Parade. I have to say, Jeremy, you got big shoes to fill. I was the Grand Marshal last year. So yeah. just letting you know. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm honored to to follow you. In advance that it's going to be the best time of your life. But I have to know, how did you and Stafford Sheridan meet? He's a good friend of the show here, and he's just a, an all-around great Mississippian. So how did you guys connect? I don't even remember. I've I've become friends with Kim, became friends with Stafford, I think, uh, over, I don't know if it was Twitter or Facebook or something first. And we met up, and he, we just hit it off. It's been years now, though. He and I have been buddies for a long time, and he's just, what a stand-up, wonderful human. Well, he has definitely Um, grown this thing from nothing there, and Drew, bringing the joy of Mardi Gras to the Mississippi Delta. You get to get your ATV, your lawnmower, whatever's not traditional, and then decorate it, and then they parade through town and obviously have their their wonderful after party. fun. Yeah. That's just so clever and different. And it breaks the mold, uh, and, and it's also so just right up the alley for for what I would expect from Stafford. <laughs> He's great. And I know he told me it's free, and if folks still want to get involved and have ATVs or um, side by sides or yeah, lawnmowers or whatever to come out, just be there at yeah. four thirty and Drew, and then you can be part of of the parade. And it's something you will you will always remember. They throw moon pies. Is part of the two that they. <laughs> now I had no idea. I love all this stuff. This is so great. So when you've moved to New Orleans, I know you lived there before moving here to Mississippi. Did you get a taste like of real Mardi Gras, or have you kind of I've seen that Mississippi? I've never been a part of actual Mardi Gras. I was the Grand Marshal with David Faustino in a in a, in a Mardi Gras parade in, in Baton Rouge one time, like fifteen years ago. But I, I, I really, I've never done the Mardi Gras thing because, I, A, I cannot stand drunk people. I cannot stand being around drunk people, and I can't stand, like, big crowds. I'm, I'm just, it's not, I, I don't consider that fun at all. But it does look like something I would have enjoyed uh, if I wasn't 51 years old. Well, I think then the lawnmower one's going to be right up your alley because Perfect. it's a smaller That's, crowd. My, my speed. And Mississippians yeah. can hide their drunk a little bit better than. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know what I mean. I was going to say if you were, if if you were into that, then you'd need to stick around for the Hallamouse St. Patty's Day Parade that would be coming up in March. But you may want to watch that one from a distance if if <laughs> if crowds and things um, aren't necessarily. I, just, I usually just leave earlier than everybody else. I don't mind. And when I say I don't, I don't. I, I just I'm saying that I'm. No, I get I, it. I, yeah. I, it just, yeah, I don't drink, and so whenever you don't drink, being around that's a little much. Have you had king cake yet? I have, and I love it. When you Absolutely. moved to Mississippi, Jeremy, 
What was the, I know your pepper jelly, London's Most Wanted, obviously, is one Mississippi uh, delicacy that you've enjoyed. What other foods or just cultural things have you just, like, can taken in as your own now living here? Well, my oh, my lady and her, her sons and my, my stepsons, and we all love crawfish so much. I'm such a crawfish fiend, uh, but I love everything about just, I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma and Texas. So there was southern food, but it wasn't like Mississippi. Here, it's got soul and, like, just, I don't know. It's just different. Everything about it is just so good here. Probably not good for me, but it's so good. Hey, now, we can't be great at everything. We're good at the cooking. We're not really good at the exercising piece to that or or whatever. But, hey, hey, we're happy here. Let's just put it. Yeah, that's what matters, really. So you got any other projects coming up in film or otherwise that may be shooting here in Mississippi? I want you to round back to as we come into the weekend of things we could stream or support that maybe the work I, you've I, done. I, 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 I hope so. I hope to. We should. I should have some some stuff to announce later on this year, but nothing as of right now. I've got two films that shoot in Illinois, and I just booked a film that shoots in New Orleans uh, yesterday. Um, and so some things, not a lot, but nothing in Mississippi yet. But. The crew that I make movies with here in Mississippi, we usually wind up doing a couple a year. And so it's still so early in the year uh, that I I predict we'll be doing one another one by the end of the year. But as of right now, you can check out our movie Open uh, on, on, on Amazon and uh, I, uh, look out for one called Boneface that we shot last summer in, in, in Wiggins. You know, it's like, a, you know, thriller in the woods killer you know kind of movie but it's really 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 well well done well good deal well congratulations welcome to mississippi jeremy if you ever want to stop pop in and say hi or have anything uh, to share the door's always open go have you a ball at the stafford's lawn lawnmower mardi gras parade again that's february the 10th that you will be there it's open to anybody listening that would like to go you're gonna have the time of your life I sure appreciate you having me, and I look forward to it. All righty. There you go. How cool is that? You never know who may make Mississippi home. You may never know who you'll run into, but we want to keep this our best-kept secret. We don't want too many folks coming in and sharing our space. Oh, look at me not being kind. This is good things. But this is also Friday, so we got Tanya coming up next with movies. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
about Rocky? Sadly, news just broke a few minutes ago. Oh, no. Carl Weathers, Apollo Aww. Creed from Rocky, has passed away at the age of 78. Oh man. Ooh. That was the best ones, too. Well, that's sad. How are we supposed to change that? You should have left with that, not led with that, Rhino. I know. I need to go away for a minute. <laughs> I know. That is really sad. He, I, He's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. but um, at least we can pay honor to the work that he did. And everybody can go watch Rocky this weekend. I'm sure it'll be streaming uh, in all different places. But it is the oh, Friday. Yeah. So we do have Tanya in the house here on Good Things to Talk Movies. So what we got this weekend? Well, there is one that is very highly anticipated called Argyle. Um, and this one's interesting. I think we touched on this a little bit last week. But there's like a whole conspiracy theory out there that um, th- this movie is based on a book. And there's all kinds of people that believe Taylor Swift wrote the book. And um, and they point to like her video um, one of her videos, she's at a typewriter with red hair, and the author of the book is about a writer. That writer has red hair. She has a cat. Taylor Swift has a cat. Anyway, all these dots have been connected. I, you know, I don't really keep up with Taylor's comings and goings, but I, I think she it's time. Just, I know, but I'm thinking all of her little Swifties may go see it. So might not be a bad thing and it might be somebody, somebody knew what they were doing i was gonna say somebody in the on the production team might have let that little tidbit out there just they to stir interest yeah. yeah but yeah so it's about an author named um ellie conway and she writes spy books and she's working on the fifth book in a very popular series but she finds herself suffering from writer's block and so she takes trip a train trip to go see her mother with her cat and she is approached by a real life spy who informs her that hey i don't know what you're doing but everything you're writing is really happening and there are a bunch of bad guys out there that are about to come for you because they think you know something and so the good spy um kind of takes her and protects her and they just go on this adventure uh, and she really doesn't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I mean, everybody in the movie, no one is to be trusted. And so there's a lot of twists and turns, a lot of surprises. But it's a fun movie. Um, it's one of those that probably went on about 20 minutes too long. But I feel like it does its job. It's about two hours and 20 minutes um, of really just entertaining you. A nice little escape from the world, which is what you we know we want. Um, but the director of this movie, he is the guy that is behind the Kingsman uh, book. I mean, movies. And so this is designed to be a trilogy. And I guess we'll have to see how it does at the box office to see if that happens. But it sort of is in the same vein as the Kingsman movies. So kind of s- silly, spoofy spy. Um, but a stellar cast, Henry Cavill plays Argyle, her, her fictitious agent. Um, and Bryce Dallas Howard is, uh, the author Ellie. And I just love her. I think she's such a great actress and underrated too. Um, Sam Rockwell. It was kind of fun to see him do something different. 
Brian Cranston is in it, and he's a bad guy, which we've seen that from him before. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, uh, Dua Lipa is in it, so she's having a great year. I mean, of course, she's a singer, and she's received all kinds of nominations for Dance the Night Away from the mm-hmm. Barbie movie. Um, and anyway, the list goes on. John Cena, Samuel L. Jackson. Didn't see just, that coming. And Chip plays the cat. And Chip, I believe, I saw an interview with uh, Bryce earlier this week, and I believe she said Chip is the real-life cat of Claudia Schiffer. So, How do you put your cat in? I know. Like, we need to make a movie star out of Porch Cat. How do we how do we get her an agent? <laughs> I know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's funny to hear the behind the scenes. You know, that's what people, there's like agencies in L.A. That's all they do is provide animals. So I don't know if this what cat has an agent. I don't know. Or, it would be more frustrating. Having, doing children, like trying to have, you know, small children to get do right on stage or on camera or, or pets. Yeah, I know. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but I will tell you also, we're used to bonus scenes with all of these superhero movies and we've got one here. So as soon as the movie's over, don't run away. Um, there's a mid, uh, credit scene. What's this one rated? I think it's PG 13. I, I forgot to write that down, but I, there was nothing major bad. You just, you know, the fun action. Do you look forward to the next one if there is one? Like, yeah, I think so. It's just a good one. To me, it's the perfect February movie because we're coming off of some of the heavier movies for, that were up for Oscars, you know, trying to get that Oscar love. Usually those are a little bit heavier content. It's almost Valentine's Day, so this is a good, you know, go out on a date kind of movie. What else we got out there? Um, that's really it as far as, um, you know, a big release this weekend, but a lot of our Oscar nominees are being re-released into the theaters. So the biggest, of course, is Oppenheimer. It's got a new theatrical release, so if you missed it the first time, go see it. Pack snacks. Yeah, it is a long one, but, you know, unlike Argyle, that one went by so fast, and I'm not knocking Argyle. It's just some movies need to be longer. And Oppenheimer we was great. Oppenheimer, and it was great. But it, I would have rather been at the movie theater for three hours and just sort of tucked away and knew that's what was going to happen. You almost by like that two hours or whatnot at home, you're like, oh my god, like I'm ready to go to bed, or yeah. like you know, you kind of were like, okay, like come on now, like let's. I got life here to do whenever. So it's kind of a long one to, st- to stream unless you're willing to pause and do your life or you just really are ready to veg out. for. Yeah. Five. Yeah. I just found myself on the edge of my seat when I saw it. And I just felt like it went by really fast. Um, one more thing. If you're a fan of The Chosen, this is more of a TV series. Um, the newer the new season is actually being released in theaters. Oh wow! So um, if you want to check that Are out, is it released like as in like they put it together as a movie? I think so. I think it's like three episodes together, so it's long too. It's like I want to say three and a half hours because it's like two. how that does. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, so that's out there for you if you're. I know it's supposed to rain tomorrow, so that's a great day to go to the theater. But if you don't want to get wet, get into the theater. Um, Freevee, which is kind of an offshoot of Amazon, um, and it's free, like its name says. They've got Sing 2. Ah. So if you missed that one in theaters, now's your chance to see it. Um, so next week we've got um, Dune is actually being re-released, uh, the original 
or, or not the original, but the one that is the prequel to the one that's about to come out. Um, so it's coming back out again next weekend so everybody can get ready for part two, which is coming out March 1st. I feel like I'd have to go back and watch the first one. Like, I remember the ending, like, left you kind of hanging, but now, like, I don't remember why. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to have to watch it again, too. It's like, sometimes I worry about myself because it won't be that, not that much time will have passed, and I'll go back and watch a movie, and it's almost like a brand new movie, and I feel like that's what Dune is going to be like, but I'm definitely going to watch it again. Um, And also, One Love is coming out Valentine's Day. This is the Bob Marley uh, story, and it is getting stellar reviews, so it'll be interesting to see how it does. That'd be cool. That'd be one I would I would enjoy streaming. I don't know if I go to the movies to sort of see that, but I would stream it. Yeah. Are you familiar with Jeremy London's um, movie on Prime? No. Open Before Amazon? I came in here, I looked at the trailer, and it looks interesting. It's about a, a wife who's kind of disenchanted with her relationship, and she and her husband decide we're going to date other people. Um, Terrible and idea. Anyway, she goes for her teenage heartthrob crush, who is played by Jeremy. Oh. So, well, if you were looking for something to stream, we don't want to get out. We can support a little bit of a, well, I guess he is a Mississippian. Yeah. Now. Yeah. He claims us, so we'll claim him. For sure. What are we looking forward to? Um, I guess probably um, there's a new Ghostbusters coming out in March, kind of on the tail end of spring break. I'm getting excited about that one. They're starting to have more, um, you know, previews for it. So that's exciting. I've seen several friends have their countdown for Beetlejuice September 6th. That's CJ's fifth birthday. How interesting. <laughs> so I will remember, like, I will know when Beetlejuice is, is coming out. Well, they then. just released the official title for it, and it's not going to be Beetlejuice 2. Oh. It's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <gasps> oh. So I wonder if there will be a third one. The yeah, tagline is, dare you to say it again. Ah, uh, that's clever. Yeah. That is clever. That will be one that will be interesting to see how it turns out. All right, Tanya, thank you for your time. And you guys stick with us. we got a little bit more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Back to good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. 
You can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on computer and mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Don't forget the biggest name in entertainment right now is Taylor Swift. And we're giving you a chance to win tickets to see her in concert. Plus, put some money in your pocket. Margaritaville Resort and Paradise Pier Fun Park in Biloxi, along with Super Talk Mississippi, is presenting Taylor Swift in a cash gift. And here's what you get. You get a pair of tickets to see Taylor Swift's Airs Tour at the Superdome in New Orleans on Saturday, October the 27th, plus $1,000. And so how can you win? You just enter your name and your contact information at one of our registration boxes at select locations across the state. You can go to supertalk.fm slash Taylor Swift to find the full list of registration locations and more information. And if you want more information on everything happening in the presidential primaries, you can go to supertalk.fm slash elections. That couldn't be two more polar things that you can find over at the supertalk.fm. We got it all there from Taylor Swift to politics and everything in between. Jeff and Grenada on the ceasefire text line wants to know a little bit more about Beetlejuice. I think folks are really excited about this one. It's not till September the 6th. I think it's when it comes out because that is EJ's birthday. But um, Michael Keaton will still be Beetlejuice. I do know that. And what about Winona? Winona's coming back. Uh, Catherine O'Hara's coming back, who played the mom. Uh, Jenna Ortega, the star from Wednesday, Mm -hmm. the Addams Family show, is playing Winona's daughter. And everything I've seen looks like they got as much of the cast and crew back together for this one as they possibly could. And do we know anything about the plot? None whatsoever. Does it matter, though? Not really in the, the wild world of Beetlejuice. I imagine we will get another shot of whatever sand planet that was with the, the stripy worm. Yes. Do you remember? You'll probably get a visit from the football players or the shrunken head. Do you remember first seeing it? Uh, I don't remember the first time I saw it. It was just kind of one of those things. It was just growing old. up, yeah. And then you just wonder. It was one of those like I remember not liking the it. cartoon show nearly as much as the movie. Yeah, I think I just remember being what? What is this? What am I watching? And then it's like you can't stop watching. And well, then I do remember it. being at that age when it came out and thinking in my head that it had to be a horror movie. It had all these because. I'd seen bits and pieces of it. It was on TV or something, or my parents were watching it, or my older mm-hmm. brother was watching it or something. And the little snippets I had seen, I was convinced it was a horror movie. And I, I think I also did that because of the whole say the name three times with like Candyman or, mm-hmm. or Bloody Mary or something like all those other repetitive games that have their basis in horror. And it wasn't until. I was a little bit older that I probably got to see it in its entirety that I realized, oh, this has horror elements, but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a spoof making fun of if. Yeah, totally agree. You alerted us to the fact that Carl Weathers has passed away. He was Rocky and Apollo Creed. I didn't he was realize Apollo Creed and Rocky. he was Apollo Creed and Rocky. Thank you. Um, I did not realize that he was also Combat Carl in the Toy Story franchise. If you've watched that with your kids, he was also Colonel Al Dillon in Predator. A few two totally different movies. I didn't realize either that he was a um, 
a linebacker. He did, he played in the NFL. That he was a football yeah, player. Yeah, he. As well. uh, I want to say he played in college and then didn't get drafted in the draft, but he did sign with the Raiders. I want to say, and if I'm not mistaken, he played six or seven games the first season, and then came back around. I think he changed positions to try to stay on the team the next season, and only played in one or two games before getting cut, and then he went on to play in the Canadian Football League and then started his acting career. And the funny story about his acting career, he had other roles before Rocky. Rocky was kind of his big break. Mm -hmm. But one of the reasons he got the role for Rocky was they needed Apollo Creed to really be an antagonist against Sylvester Stallone's Rocky. They They needed to have some animosity there. And when he was auditioning, he was auditioning opposite Sly Stallone, and he kept making fun of Sly Stallone's acting ability. <laughs> so, so they already had a bit of back and forth going just naturally, and it worked perfectly on film. Oh, it did. I bet that was still awkward, maybe? Just a little bit awkward to do that? Just, I don't know. They can turn it on, turn it off, all the things. Well... Still sad, though. Still a sad day for those uh, that love the movie. All right, stick with us, though. We've got more for you up next. you got the boys with sports talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.